Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Let's do this. We don't have no time to waste. You're lucky we were, le- we're done at 6. We need to start going extended hours. This need to be like uh, uh, European soccer. What's that? What's it? Extra extended yep. time? Yeah, man. Penalty minutes. Yeah. Start taking some penalty shots, man. Well, this is old school brought to you by the yeah. Mercado, the Get retail him. store and butcher shop featuring fresh, hand-cut, certified Piedmontese beef and the unique ingredients on 84th and Havelock. You know, I, you know they got uh, – Unique ingredients, Nate. See, because I season my meat. I have my own. I make All my right. own. When I listen here, when I, make my, <laughs> I season my meat too. Come on, Nate. <laughs> if there ever was somebody that looked like they don't season their meat, is you? Is you? I season my meat. But you know, when, when I when I when I make my ribs, I have my own special rib rub. What's your combination? What do you use? I can't get divulge that. That's a family secret. Nothing. No, no, none of it. I can't give you Nathan. Not even Nathan. No Brennan. <laughs> Nathan. But the Mercado. Did you know your name in black culture meant nothing? Really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't. Know Did, that. You didn't check Urban Dictionary. No. I didn't yeah, that's know that. another assignment for you. Just letting you know, man. Yeah, we here for you, Nate. See, OG Les Lancaster has my back. Give Nate a break. Pepper is spicy. <laughs> it's true. He hey. got one. He got one spice. <laughs> Nate, the, the, hey, Nate. The, the thing is with Nate, I always try to ask some of some of my uh, friends if they season their meat, because that tells me a lot about. Do you cook with music music on when you season your yeah. meat? Yeah. What do you listen to? What do you listen to? Uh, I don't know. It depends. Okay, Good. well, that I don't know. Hey, I've <laughs> never Depeche, heard. Depeche well, if, it's nice, if it's nice <laughs> outside, hey, if it's nice mode. outside so country. So I listen to country if it's nice outside. So you season your meat with country. Yeah, meat. yeah, yeah. The windows down. Enjoy the nice weather. G- give me, give me two artists that play during your while you're cooking. While I'm cooking. Yeah. Um, I'm you see a big. How you looked up to the left DP. <laughs> Boy, first forty-eight. Yeah. You know well, you no, had you to think to, about. You, it. You're trying to think of somebody to appease me well, at no, DP. I'm a big. Well, no, I won't. I'm a big Chris Stapleton guy. Okay. A big Chris Stapleton guy. Um, What's your go-to song? Uh, Starting Over is a good one, Chris Stapleton. Okay. A really good one. Uh, Tyler Childers is good, too. He's over closer towards my neck of the woods. Zach Brown Band. Okay. You know. Are they popular anymore? Uh, not as much. Okay. They were, when I was in college, they were really popular. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I, I know what it is. I know what you're doing down in Blacksburg. We listen to a lot of country in Blacksburg. You know that, DP. You don't listen to that much you know in Blacksburg, that. bro. You know that. Southwest Virginia. Why you go? Why you? Yeah. See, there you go. Start in trouble again. I know what that. <laughs> I know what that. I know what that line's about. Um, Jay Foreman, let them know about the Mercado. I just did the Mercado. Let's the, go deep, though. You want to go deep on, Let's on go the deep. Mercado? The Mercado is located at 84th and Havelock, the retail store and butcher shop featuring fresh, hand-cut, certified Piedmont beef 
and their unique ingredients. They have a great uh, appetizer uh, list uh, of other cuts of meats, and they also have uh, a butcher shop, so you can go in there and get what you want. And they have great desserts there, and the atmosphere and the service is second to none. So, see, that's how I know he's a pro. See, he was ready, locked and loaded. Um, I do at, want at all times, Nate. I, I want to shout out Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron's on the text line, and he gave us uh, quite a bit. There are a couple of, of, of submissions and asking us to take care of uh, family members and, and such. And I think this will be uh, pretty good. Uh, Robert in Bixby, Oklahoma sends us this. I'd like to nominate my mother-in-law, Susie, for the gift package from Beatrice Bakery. She just retired after working at the Plymouth Vet Clinic for the past 35 years. She's been active in the Plymouth community, including being an EMT for the Volunteer Fire Department. She was a wonderful mother and grandmother, and uh, we can't wait to watch the wonderful things that she will now tackle since retired. Uh, Robert Put an address in the text, please, so we can take care of your mother-in-law, Susie. That's good uh, stuff. Your boy on here says music and meat don't 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 do not go together. That let, that lets me know he does not season his meat. Well, this guy does say also Florida Georgia line, so you can fire him. I did not say Florida Georgia line because that wouldn't warrant getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on the same page as Thunder Knock. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, he, he definitely he definitely likes his 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 steaks well done. Look, no, guilty. medium rare. I'm guilty. I'm, no, I'm, I'm guilty. Though. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I, I can't. I can't hide from that. Jay Foreman, let's look back before we go forward. Uh, keynotes, final, final words about Georgia Southern Saturday night. Man, they just beat us. They came to play. They wanted it more. I mean, you know, it was a back and forth game. We were kind of shootout and. When we, you know, when we kind of took control of the game, I think we got up by seven. They answered with fourteen. We answered again, and we kind of just, you know, crapped out. You know, we just, you know, but we just didn't. Yeah, I, I felt like, um, you know, I guess the defensively, I would have said I, I would have liked to see a little bit more get right and get right in the sense of North Dakota. Would have been more of my uh, mindset. It was an anomaly. It was kind of like a one-off thing, and I wanted to prove that you know we are a better defense. And I think it was just a you know exact opposite. So uh, again, it's just more of the same. And I think that, but I think they can fix it. I think they got the coaches down there. They're going to bear down. I mean, I think that when your back's against the wall, that sometimes that's when you do your best work. And that's why I think like even when no we're playing in Oklahoma, you know this is where you know when you have adversity, I think I think sometimes it brings the team together, it gets you more focused, it gets you more. Uh, tune to the game and it gives people a lot more opportunity to play so i think uh you know i w my expectations isn't going to be the same you know I, i'm not going to be like oh well you know mickey's the head coach so we just you know just trash the whole season you know um and that's why i said the the talent on the team did not change um the schedule did not change you know, um, you know, the head leadership changed, but no, none of the other, at least uh, to my knowledge, none of the other coaches changed. None of the, you know, unity councils changed. You know what I mean? N none of the, you know, team goals has changed. And I would ask them and demand more from them from a leadership standpoint. You get what I'm saying? Um, really dive in to that leadership on the team especially in these, you know, first like two or three weeks in transition, right? Get to know what they view as leadership. 
help them lead in a way that you know is right and what they view is right and learn, listen and learn with them along the way. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's what I assume they're going to do. So, uh, you know, I, I think they'll play well. I just think the thing that hurt us is that, you know, you know, everybody's like, oh, we had a couple of interceptions that we could have made down the stretch, rightfully so. Um, but should it should have never got there. And, you know, they made a couple of plays that, that passed that, you know, up the seam or kind of along the right side was a, that was, that was a, that was a dime. Um, but just the little, not the little things, but the really, really small things that are rearing their big, ugly head are, you know, some issues at the second and, and sometimes the third level, and they just need to be more consistent. You see a couple times, I think, early in the game, you see safety come up and make a big tackle. I think conceptually-wise, I think things are, you know, decent. I think they could, for some of the guys that have been really, really struggling, I think they're athletic enough to kind of, I won't say do the basics, but, you know, make things to where you can, you know, make them play faster and let them kind of cut it loose a little bit. And you'll see, you know, uh, you know, a, you know, a more faster athletic unit on the defensive side. And then, you know, I think every defense sh should <clears throat> start with stopping the run. They need to do a better job there. And that, I think that a lot has to do with, you know, owning your block, destroying your block and going to play football. Jay, there's looking at the stat final stat sheet. From uh, from Saturday night, uh, Georgia Southern had one punt the entire game. I'll, I'll, I'll list a couple of things. You tell me which one's the biggest of the bunch. One punt forced, missed the only field goal of the game. Mm. Thirty-four first downs given up. Mm. Fifty-six pass attempts, zero sacks. Yeah, I mean that's the look. They they <laughs> they get the ball out quick though. So I mean, so of those, but of those numbers, which one jumps out at you as one that? Whoa, we got to do something. About well, it. yeah, well they didn't punt, and there were some times that we could have got off the off the field on third downs where they got it, and we could have made a tackle get off on third down, mm -hmm. um, which allowed them to kind of extend the drive or go for it on fourth. You know, so the, that's it. The tackling is probably it, and that kind of goes into not punting. Um, let me the add first 10 down. penalties to Georgia Southern's three. I was just about to say that. Those are huge, too. Um, you know, it was weird because we were on the winning side of two, you know, play reviews. Mm -hmm. The first one, I was surprised we got it ruled in our favor because it was ruled not in our favor on the field. And I didn't, I didn't think because I've seen other plays that look way more clear mm -hmm. that they – didn't change so i figured oh they'll just keep it at the same because it seems like that's the easiest thing to do um so it just i think we didn't you know cut down on or we didn't take advantage of the opportunities that we had to to win the game and they they were they had a good game plan for us you know kind of kept us on our heels kind of like was you know we never really got them off ry rhythm um but i think it, you know a lot of it was you know kind of self-inflicted wounds i mean here, let me see that right there. I know there's one mm -hmm. thing that I always kind of look for right here. Um, so, you know, Georgia Southern had 86 plays. That's a lot of plays, okay? Um, and they had essentially 30 first downs. We actually had 33 first downs. They had four first downs by penalties. I'm talking about four that they mm -hmm. kind of earned. So, mm -hmm. um, that's huge. And the other thing, they were – we both were not – they were essentially – 11 of 15 on third and fourth down. Say that again. 
That's I. I generally like that's the I generally, one that bothered me so much. I I usually go right to that every time that I look at stats. Okay. Offensively and defensively, third down. That's kind of like the money down. Um. So we got to find a way to be a little bit better on third down. Now look at you know all third downs aren't created the same. It third and one, and if you get a whole bunch of third and ones, then I'm gonna go back and say we got to do it better on first and second down. But let's really hone in on the third and like ones that should be either fifty fifty or to our advantage when it's like say like third and I don't know say like six or seven plus. I have the chart of what those, those are the ones that really are gut punches. Yeah. You know, um, you know, a fourth and two and, you know, the corners and, you know, bail technique. Or, like, when there's a try, like, there's a empty set I think they were in. Um, and they had a linebacker and a corner. And, the, and it seemed like they were going to kind of run like, like a triangle, right? So, triangle check, a simple triangle check against that type of formation is three on two right where the safety has the the safety in the corner have vertical routes right Mm -hmm. so the linebacker would have the first end breaking route so that means he's carrying number two with safety top over help kind of having a peripheral vision and communication with your corner if they run a what's called a china route so a china route which if you watch the colts back when they had marvin harrison essentially it 60% 60% of his catches were that. They'd run number two up the seam. Marvin Harrison would come up five yards, run an in route, you know, and so the linebacker, it would be a linebacker's job to come off on that and make that play. And then the corner would be off and outside helping if they ran a seven cut with the number two. A seven cut would be a corner route. Well, in one particular, and I don't know the defense and what the calls are, mm-hmm. but I think it was an empty set. Um and I think they had trips to the to the wide wider side of the field, where the safety vacated and went into the middle of the field. Get caught in between. Well, it's not caught in between. Because they like, were running the corner pattern behind him, right? No, he just went to the middle of the field. Okay. So what they did was they kind of ran number two out towards number one. The inside linebacker didn't see the the number one coming in, or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, then he's late when you're late coming down. Then they kind of ran almost kind of like a, I call it a quasi jailbreak screen where they brought the tackle to block him. Well, you can beat that tackle if you're quick. You know what I'm saying? You got to anticipate that. But if you don't have that triangle call, you can't be that free runner. You know what I mean? You got to play on your heels. Those are the things that kind of would free guys up. You know what I'm saying? I'm playing three on two. But if you jet that, if if he sprints out to that quickly, then the other option is to run that, that, that crosser behind it. Well, that's the safety. Okay. Be, that's in a triangle, right? Okay. Anything deep. Because if number one comes, if they run the China route, that's the linebacker. If they ran like a deep dig, that's the safety because okay. he's vertical. Okay. Once number two kind of goes past like 10 years, it's like he buy he would buy him. That's his. He's he's on him and inside because uh, if he I, runs I, a seven cut, the corner's there. There's the, the corner I can has, see it now with Marvin and Pierre Grosson. <laughs> well, they didn't, they ran with everybody and they just, <laughs> just destroyed yeah. everybody. Brandon Stokely. Yeah, yeah, I mean everybody ran. They ran and they ran it on both sides of the formation. So they ran it with the slot. They ran it with the tight end. Um, and so those are the th- type of things they could maybe adjust and do. But you got it. Th- this, I'm big on communication. I'm big on um, 
players figuring it out because you guys are out there. I think that they're veteran enough that you can kind of point guys in the right direction and, and you and you kind of bounce off of it. So I think they can get it short up. And then, you know, offensively they were humming. So I think it's just one of those things that we just got outplayed on defense and there's a lot of things that they probably wish they could have done a little bit better at the second level. Here's Here's some of the conversion rates through college football as a whole. Third and one. Sixty-nine percent of offenses are successful. Third and you one. should get that. Yeah. Third and two. That number drops to fifty-two percent. Right? right. So it's a gimme. Fifty-three, fifty, all the way up to four yards. So third and four, it's fifty-fifty. Yeah. Fifty-fifty. So if they're eleven for fifteen, they are dominating that part of the game. If they're eleven to fifteen, because if you go to Forty, you go to third and six, 40 percent success by the offense. If you get up to third and eight, it drops down to thirty three percent. Yeah, and then fourth, uh, third and ten, it's twenty five percent success. So Nebraska has to defensively, it has to one keep folks in the space where they have a chance to win. So third and long, up third and above, third and four, they should be able to get off the field. At, at more than the 50% clip. And if you're doing it, you if you're giving up 11 out of 15, that, that, that's not, a, that's not a, 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 a menu for winning. It's just not. <laughs> so how do, you, how do you handle that, Jay Foreman? Uh, well, that's where you got to be an emphasis. Like, what, how are we getting beat? Why are we getting beat? What, what routes? Because I'm assuming, and, and, you know, I guess I want to say you hope, but you'd like to go back and, and hope and say – these are the concepts that are killing us. Mm-hmm. So then you can kind of like, okay, well, these are the concepts that are killing us, or these are the mistakes that are killing us. Then you can kind of really get to an answer faster. So you got to really look at it. And, and you know, the third and I always say six or seven plus. Yeah. You know, you would like – I would like my defense to be higher than that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'd like to be – that's when the noose is like tight on your neck. So then I can actually take more gambles. I won't say gambles because gambles it makes it sound like you're reckless. But mm-hmm. I'd like to be taking, be more aggressive in those ones that are 50-50 because I feel so comfortable with the ones that I, that I have to win. So then I can just kind of clamp you down on like the things that are 50-50. So then I can up if, – because if you up that, if it's 50-50 – Anything if, above if, third and five or right. six, and if you I can are get it, if I can advantage. get it to 55% in our favor mm-hmm. throughout the whole season, that mm-hmm. 5% is huge. Well, and it eliminates because it makes them call different plays on first and, and second down. And then once you, you kind of do – so essentially it's like I'm playing – I'm worrying about – I'm taking care of one thing, but it's helping me dictate earlier. You get what I'm staying saying? Staying ahead of it. Yeah. Staying ahead of it. Look, you have to win on first and second down so that you're not put in those 67% categories <laughs> on third short. So those numbers matter. I think it's important. Like I said, on a week where Oklahoma got a chance to, to look at games one and two of the season for Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, it's it's also you look at, okay, they had 21 of their first downs passing. So that's a correlation to third down. Um, now the rushing – that's something that needs to be taken care of because they were hitting you up for like almost eight yards of carry. Now, one huge run can kind of 
you know, kind of, you know, pump that up a little bit. But I think, you know, taking care of the run is an easier fix than third down because I think the third down would will help or will get better with communication. So, you know, Nick Heinrich not being there who's used to calling your plays, and then if you put that onus on Reimer who's not used to calling your plays, you know, it is different. You know, you, you know I always say like a play caller, like a quarterback or a linebacker on defense, you have to enjoy that part of the game. And you because have to deliver you, the message because you're you're at, you're in a service position. You know what I'm saying? Because what you're doing is, and for instance, so I don't know. We you know, say we were running, you know, back when you know, say we were running uh, like okay, a defense that was like one of my favorite defense was uh, Hawk Open Seven, okay. right? So Hawk would be. Um, Depending on who we would play with, it would be like a either an over front or we, you know, sometimes we'd run a, a, in a uh, reduced over front based on who we were playing. So okay. just an over front. So you know, a nose to the say tight inside, five or six technique outside linebacker me, and then we'd run, you know, seven. We could either we'd kind of run seven cut, which would be like a a triangle defense between four guys. You know, say like if they have a tight end wing. Um, receiver and if the running back would be coming that way then when it would bring over the backside linebacker and then you know outside linebackers would be running if we're running a hawk open seven my responsibilities is one is call the dang defense okay <laughs> and if they call hawk opens open seven with a money call right okay so well you know what money is that's saying that i gotta call the game that the D and now granted, I so played, if they come out of a specific formation that goes or, against or if, or, we're, or if we're running a game on against a specific player, mm-hmm. Hawk open seven money. That's just one stunt money. Okay, so I gotta say, you know, money right or left, middle over, right, n- middle or whatever, over, right, middle or over we, nose or, we, or, or nose over. Yeah, whatever I call, yeah. they gotta do that. Then I gotta make sure. Then I gotta know back behind behind me. Whether we're playing seven, seven cut, seven double, seven red zone, seven mid zone, and then we I had, knew what two of those were. Right, <laughs> right? real talk. So, like so, I was right. So that's even before they even break the huddle or start doing going through their whole checks. Now on top of it, do we do I got, we also can stem to it. That means we can line up in a regular. Uh, odd front. So odd front is a guy over the nose and two five techniques. Well, we got to stem to it and we got to make it look real. So we could stem to it, stem out of it, stem back to it. So that's what you kind of, right? Or we can stem to it and then go to an eagle front because with Peyton Manning in particular, you show him hawk front, he knows you're going to come back to it. We got to come to eagle. So now if we're in the eagle front, but okay. he knows you're going to Eagle, so no. But but if you go to Eagle late, and we call it, we, we used to call it on the run, right? So we used to call it like you know, uh, in, in I we I called it NWA. So we're 100 miles and running. So we're hitting the Eagle front on the run. So that means on the run, my gaps change, and I have to eliminate two calls on the back end, which also affects the corners, because if they're playing cut, if they're playing slice, or they're playing anything, that that affects the middle of that that kind of mesh of the defense. So you you're in a service position, and that's before I even see Tara Glenn, Jeff Saturday, Motion, and all these dudes somebody coming late, at me. Yeah. And let alone if you're if you're going up against Larry Allen yeah. or Allen Fanica or something like that. Man, it, just to go through it, my head started to hurt because 
they should talk about stem coverage, stem stem pressure and coverage against Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning spent 15 minutes explaining how hard he drooled when he saw somebody in that because he knew that they were being reactive to whatever he was going to do right. instead of proactive. And it's it's a master's class to, to, to get in. And that's why I think the expectation that this young linebacker group, especially with young Hausman playing in it, your ability to adjust pre-snap is limited because he's new to it. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, you, you got to commend him to go from high school and playing. Um, but you got to curtail it to him. But you got to fall in love with those details. I mean, that's just one defense right there. Yeah. One. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. I, and, I, and there's a – and, you know, this is a new age of thing of football, so I'm sure their fo- the football is so much more confusing that I would never be able to intellectually be able to play football or well, coach but I, football. I, I think what I you I would never do. be able to coach football, Nate. <laughs> like, Nate, I would never because it's so intellectually taxing. I, I guarantee Oh, man. But – I think you'd be fine. That's I know fantastic. I'd be fine. That's but fantastic. at the end of the day <laughs> – I think if you, uh, if you, <laughs> I need to stop, man. That's, that's, that's so, petty of me. No, I, I, I got faith in you. No, no. I think like when you're in the, those positions, and then on top of it, here's also the thing that is is throws your little kind of curveball to you. You could run the same kind of conceptual coverages, but then you bring in these little knucklehead nickels and dimes and stuff. Yeah. So that's when like Joe Walker comes in there, and all he thinks he he want to just lock up man to man and we in zone. Now you could get now here. I'm gonna tell you where you can mess with him a little bit, and this is where Coach Darlington, where we kind of teams will motion and shift to see if you're in man or zone. If you get some good corners and and safeties, and you get the community, you can have them corners flip over there, and they think you in man, you playing zone. But I'm gonna tell you what, dude, like if you if you if you went no backs against us, we're gonna blitz and we're gonna hit that quarter. The quarterback will die. Okay, that's it. See how defenders talk about humans? Like <laughs> he just de- he just dehumanized that dude. He's like, listen, you just a target. Like we got to go get you. Right, you got the. You got to pay. You got to pay. So, we run late. We'll go to break. <laughs> we'll come back. More Jay Foreman. I'm telling you, eyes forward now. Oklahoma. We'll talk about that coming up next. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 